Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is it. The time has come. Saturday night's all right for fighting. Get in the ring and go the distance with Fight Night with Adam Catterall and Gareth A. Davies. You're better than that! On Talk Sport. Welcome to the Fight Night podcast from TalkSport. I'm Adam Catterall. Pleasure to be in your company. Do not forget to subscribe so therefore you never miss out on any of our upcoming content. You can do it via the TalkSport website or via your standard provider. Right, let's get stuck in because if you missed Saturday Night Show, we had an absolute bumper for you. Loads of guests on the way, but let's talk heavyweights, shall we? And the current makeup. Bit of chat about AJ, bit of chat about Wilder, and whether it's all going to materialise. You may have uh, heard this this week uh, on TalkSport, Eddie Hearn, uh, talking about Anthony Joshua, uh, stating that he hasn't got too many uh, fights left, but then obviously starting to talk about the possibility of Anthony Joshua fighting Deontay Wilder. I want you to have a little bit of a listen to this because he caught up uh, with TalkSport's own Sam Ellard, um, Eddie Hearn, suggesting that Anthony Joshua... Uh, may not still be boxing in five years' time. I think he's just become a mature fighter, a smart fighter. And, you know, if there's an easier way to win whilst also knocking people out, nice, I don't mind that. And especially when you're fighting someone like Deontay Wilder. So I think the main thing for him is he's loving what he's doing. He's enjoying his work. You know, he's obviously based out now in Dallas with with Derek James. They've had two fights together um, and they're only going to get better. But for me, I just love to see him enjoying his boxing. He's got a smile on his face. Um, he wants to get back in camp. and um, But also, he's always been about, and he, he wants to have those fights that will be remembered forever. And, you know, I, I never like to put a time scale on his career, but he did the other day when he said, you know, I won't be boxing for another three, five years, whatever. So maybe we got one in December, and maybe we've got a couple of blockbusters next year, and who knows? So that could be it. Maybe. I mean, I, I don't think he's really got a timing on his career, but, you know, he wants to fight Wilder, and he wants to fight Fury. And I think if he doesn't fight them, he won't be very happy and fulfilled with everybody he fought. Once he fights those two, he has boxed absolutely everyone in boxing, you know, in the division. They're all the players. And he wants it, you know. In your opinion, does Anthony Joshua get some unfair criticism from the, uh, from the boxing fan base? Yes. I mean, he's been extraordinary as a character in the sport for 2009, 14 years. Um... He's done extraordinarily well. He's brought a juggernaut of success and a gravy train for many other boxers who've fought on his undercards. He's just fallen short at the the very top level, at the elite level, this world level and elite level. He's looking fights. to establish his jab, um, find his range. He's tried the still want to see him jab in the jab with Tyson Fury, maybe Alexander Usyk for the third time, Joe Joyce, Hugo James. He wants to fight for two more years, three more years. It's I, I loved Eddie Hearn saying the other day, I'm probably deluded, um, and Eddie just kind of throwing it out there, and you've heard the comment, yeah. but, but I do believe he can beat Tyson Fury and Dion Tawaja. He said, knock him out. 
Yeah, he, he can beat them. He can do that. But it's how he uh, goes It's fight night on TalkSport. I'm Adam Catterall. Gareth A. Davies is alongside me coming up later on the show. We'll get stuck into a little bit of MMA chat. Tonight, there's a big celebration of Mexican independence. It's all taking place in Las Vegas. And we all want that from him. We have such high expectations of him. He's a victim of so many times. Right now, though, it's always nice to have someone come and join us. Yeah, we do. In the studio for a little bit of a chill. We go back our own career. He's a two-time unified heavyweight champion of the world. He's you know what I mean? When we get people there's a lot of things we don't like standing on ceremony. We like to come people don't like. Do you know what worries me though? Florian Marcoux. I've already had some questions from like. Is Florian coming now? People can holes in all of those numbers. People think that Florian could have an argument, but those numbers do not like the end of the day. There's nobody else. He's got that look about him, but I I know those types of numbers when it comes to world championships. He's a very nice guy. When he's not in fight mode, that's yeah, what has happened exactly. recently. Right. In you the in fight mode, fights. Yeah. There's no great shame. Come to that microphone, my friends. Yeah. 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 No, no, I'm relaxed. Fighters, no, fight not of just this you've, time, um, of any time. He's absolutely, absolutely sensational. Set the internet. Um, okay, you've got the fight that people keep referring back to against Andy Ruiz. But at the end of the day, this is heavyweight boxing. Crazy things. Swimming in the deep blue sea with that wrong. And he got a victory against Andy Ruiz. Can you please? First and foremost, has his last two performances uh, set the, guys the out world City on fire? No, yeah. because doing your training he's trying to create and you decided to go for a swim with some big killers. Yeah, is it the best guys, thing for him? Uh, Time's going to tell. We all have an opinion on it. For, uh, I've got an opinion on it. Guy's got an opinion on it. I'm sure there's plenty of boxing fans listening to this. Has got an opinion on what Yes, But his main priority when he goes there also to train a little bit, also to not necessarily has to be crushed by Waller. Doesn't have to entertain us. He's got a win in the last two fights. We go to the sea. And randomly, we didn't expect that we're going to see some whales, you know. And it's going to be interesting uh, to because see we was playing. Now, we had some now, we like were promised. This, uh, let's let's not get away the, from the this. We have been promised uh, taking that you in the water. he's taking the fight. And I see like two, two whales, and I asked the the captain about the guy that was driving the boat. He's taking that fight. And then he's Are these absolutely dangerous? big guarantee so, nailed on. I don't think so. I said, okay. <laughs> in December. I said, okay, film that. that. I said to the guys, no. you know, because I'm going to um, go to the world. I don't don't I don't, the end well, of my life. No, no. No, I didn't thought about <laughs> it. I didn't feel well. so well, serious, you know, when I... No, we watched it. You, you, yeah. you, it was instinctive. Yeah, I didn't really care. I didn't feel so much about it. You were drawn, weren't you? Yeah, I took I took the glasses. I took also this to take... Yeah, because I go to the water. He doesn't say... Go to the water. I see two big whales in the water. I turn my my back and I see behind me two more. I say, "Whoa, here are dangerous, you know." And I start swimming. I stay a lot. I say, "You know, they was they was going." And now it's not being delivered. I was swimming. Yeah, there's no question that Eddie Hearn. And when I go up to the boat, very often, I was hearing the guys, "You crazy? What you did?" I say, "Why, man? Why so so?" For me, it was not really big deal. I think to tell you the truth, I didn't feel that it is something really dangerous. Was it a beautiful moment? Yeah, very beautiful. Um, it's something that uh, you'll never forget. Yeah, and I never Saudi forget, Arabia and maybe I I will never do it again. It's something that once in a while in a life you you do it yeah. because it was in I mean, open sea, it's not like going yeah. Yeah. like it was going to yeah. be. Happening I noticed that none of your teammates oh, no. got no Sunny Edwards, no Dalton, no Smith, no Anthony Joshua. It looks like it's no, maybe maybe they was trying to feel me. Are you are you a man of high adrenaline? Are you a risk taker? Do you like? Couldn't be at Wembley. It couldn't be Wembley Stadium. I don't like to be afraid of nothing. When something makes makes me anxious or think a lot about it, I know, like, oh no, you can do that. Then is the time that I do it. I don't like my mind standing games. You cannot do that. God's sake! They were lucky. Okay, let's play a game. Are you scared of ghosts? Even though people were criticizing it at the time. Nothing. I don't scare them. There's no thing where when you were a little boy, heights. No, nothing. Seriously, nothing. Yeah, all the things that come with it. Is a question. Lions, 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 Lions,
fighter. But why can't they make that fight? Well, I think they should. You made make it in Vegas. It's still a massive event. Of course it is. Well, you were based in London for a period of time. It's an astronomical numbers. It's an extraordinarily thrilling fight when you think about it. And it is the chance for Anthony Joshua, if he's really got it in him, to catapult himself back into major contention if he takes on Wilder and puts him away. Well, it's a wonderful opportunity for both men. Because I agree. But it's a massive opportunity. He's not calling you an old man. He's calling you an old school guy. He's a British fighter. The way that there's a, there's a kind of the walls are closing down. Sonny told me, by the way, I spoke to Sonny last week. He did the midweek show with me saying, Grant's in one house out there on his own and everyone else is in the other house. That's right. It's a very tough house. If she was with us, he would have been like, he was going crazy. This is the thing. Because people look at this. And uh, AJ yeah, Wilder I'm really fight, happy right? that I moved. And they will look at it and they'll go, with my family, Deontay Wilder, most people would favour Deontay Wilder going I'm really happy and you can see but the results of my let's have a look at what Anthony Joshua is actually doing right really now. Really well, it I changed a lot. Saying two minutes ago. Okay, he's not the rock and yeah, sock and roll um, guy that he once was. You mentioned the performances on the back of the moon. He's trying to mould himself into some sort of boxer. It just goes to show. You're 30 years of age now. It's kind of a Klitschko It just goes to show if you're willing to push yourself against CD level opponents, yeah. He's come through them, and, and he's developing. finished. The it last takes his time to break yes, down. Do it, yeah. Now, seen that are we saying that that style yeah, cannot exactly. win yeah. rounds against Deontay Wilder? Yeah, I can absolutely guarantee that that style will win rounds against Deontay Wilder. You look at Deontay Wilder's fights. Look at him against Luis Ortiz. My he lost every single moment of that fight you know, until really Deontay Wilder does Deontay Wilder things. And, and that's the danger. Because Deontay Wilder's not trying Grant to win rounds. They that's don't, not don't what he's trying to hard. do. He's trying to knock you out. Yeah, that's I what he's trying to do. He only has to be perfect for a second as he keeps telling everybody about that. And nine times out of ten, the dude is perfect for that also second. Hard work Can Anthony Joshua be perfect for 36 along the likes of minutes Sonny Edwards, who's one of the in best that fight? In, in the that's the big ask. Of course it is. Can you lay Joshua a glove on him will win rounds. When you're in the, when, the fight, do you have a spar with Sonny? No, I haven't. Just a little bit. I mean, there's no reason to lay a glove on, isn't he? Other than other than the purse not being the levels that they want it to be at or was once offered it to be at, there's no reason why this fight cannot be made and used as an eliminator for the W. BC mandatory of, uh, slot, mm. which will then can propel the winner of that fight to fight the winner of Fury Usyk at yeah, some point, maybe this time next year. That's very well put. Um, yeah. And like and you say, the, the danger with Deontay Wilder is, you know, like you say, that first Luis Ortiz fight, he was really in trouble in 4 5 6. One of the things that I think hellacious uppercut, apart from the even surprised himself with the elision with Grant, you know, I've been in Smith, I love Tuscaloosa, Alabama, you can see in his son Dalton throwing shot the old man, the father throws himself to the ground. One of the things by throwing a big one of the things left times that I throws himself off balance was at the matchroom party and you and Connor going and he had his baby he, there. He, and look, you, you're do, so you, do you think we'll see it? Do you think we'll see AJ Wilder? Everyone in your I don't. My instinct is at the moment. Warrior, true well, warrior. Check this out. Uh, what what do you think? You? Do you think, think we'll you've see done it? this very Right, this is what I think is going to happen. Is and we'll come back to this later on the show because as a guy got far more knowledge on British fans, Albanian fans in Britain, I think they're trying to make it happen, but it's huge following there at the moment. I agree. And we'll lean on your expertise with this because I think from Riyadh season is going to kind of play a little bit of a part in this. For those that have been paying full attention to the whole picture of that stadium, that must be. Thing that because you're like week, a Brit, really we've adopted you. Almost. The WBC you know what I mean? yeah. issues, but to go ranking. home and do that, and Andrew so Ruiz, who was the number two, there, has gone down yeah. to number five. He hasn't fought. Like okay, a, you might think that's inactivity. Yeah. 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 Down. But Anthony Joshua's gone up. Yeah. Anthony Joshua hasn't beaten anybody in order to go up. So now we have a situation in the WBC where we've got the number one as Deontay Wilder and the number two as You grew, didn't you? You a mandatory, psychologically, emotionally. White. So we're coming on 18 months now. Obviously, Tyson Fury's been a Allowed to do this fight with uh, Francis Ngannou, yeah, and if we listen, got the, the, the mandatory was going to be to correct you slightly, was going to be Ruiz against Andrew Ruiz, but they yeah. never made the they fight. They never did it. Go the WBC forward. didn't yeah. in the moment. That too. was they in the interim. In yes, they were talking about it, but they didn't push that through. So we've got Fury now against Ngannou, which is five weeks. We're going to talk about them in a minute. Hopefully, we'll try and make some fights. Do stick with us. You're listening to Fight Night on Talksport. I know you're going to think that we're talking absolute wham when we're talking about this. That Fury and Usyk are going to get this on, maybe to close Riyadh's season. We'll yeah. get to this in, 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 in a moment or two. Yeah. There will be a point where the WBC call 
the mandatory situation as an eliminator. Yeah. Number one versus number two. Yeah. Now, if Matchroom and PBC, who represent Deontay Wilder, cannot come to some type of agreement, that's going to go to purse bids. They will. And if it goes to purse bids, that's open to everybody. That means the Saudis, And the, and the, the people way. And the Saudi Arabians can bid yeah. on that. There you go. That's the landscape of the heavyweight division. Let's see how all that plays out. Now, on Saturday night, Florian Marku came to join myself and Gareth in studio, talking about his career, how it all started, and fighters that he wants to have a scrap with. A man that's in the welterweight division and doing extremely well, 13 wins, and that one mad little draw that he had along the way as well through 14 fights, which kind of leads us in nicely to start talking about what you want next. Because we were having a little bit of a conversation before the show started, and there's lots of talented fighters out there. They go in there, they deliver in the ring, and then you get the post-fight interview, they stick a microphone in the face, and then they go... I'll do whatever my promoter wants me to do. And you kind of then, it kind of gets diluted. Mm -hmm. You've got to ask. Closed mouths do not get fed in this division, I think is one of the sayings that uh, a lot of fighters should live by. What is it that you want to do next? And let's be specific about it. What what names do you want to be stepping into the ring with? Uh, no. is uh, not matter about me. What I want, I want many, but... If my promoter or my guys can do the fight, is many fights that I want. I want uh, because I don't have nothing personal with these guys, but I want to fight with them, you know, because I think I'm better. And that's all. When I call names, I think I can beat them, but that doesn't matter that I have something personal with them. I will love to fight uh, Josh Taylor, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, former, I, former undisputed champion at 140. Yeah. If uh, we do, we can do like a catch weight. I can go a little bit down. She can come a little bit up, you know, because at the moment I don't think uh, he want to stay at the 140, but I don't think he's also sure that he want to go to 147. I think, uh, like people say, maybe I'm an easy fight for him. Let's try, you know, if she wants, he can try how I think I'm a good fight for him from uh, his comeback from... Uh, Teofimo that he lost in America and yeah, that is a fight that I will love and to show the people if uh, I am good or I am not good. Yeah, let's uh, see if uh, I'm going to prove to people wrong. Is also other fight is... Just, uh, on that, just on that. Yeah. Because you said that you... Obviously, the, the welterweight limit is 147. Yeah. I, I'm one of those that don't really like fighters pushing that weight limit down and, and putting yourself in any distress. When you say you can come down a little bit further, what you what you thinking? I can go like one kilo down, like two pounds is one kilo. Okay, so yeah. 145. Yeah, I can go okay. one kilo All right. to, okay. to to make this fight uh, uh, possible. And you're safe and you're healthy at 145, you believe? Yeah, I'm okay. healthy. Okay, I'm that's healthy. Cool. I don't do justification, you know. Okay. Yeah, All right. I'm healthy. Also a fight that uh, I will love to fight that everybody knows is Conor Ben. You don't like each other? No, 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 no. I don't. I will not say that. We follow each other in, on Instagram. You know. That, I've seen you guys <laughs> going at it. Though, no, we, when we don't face look. To face. The thing is, I think me and Connor, we are very similar. Like I like character. the matchup. I yeah? like the matchup. I think. The, I think me and him, we are really similar in mindset uh, thing. You know, I don't have nothing personal with him, but this is a man. This is the fight that brings some money in the table. And, I you agree. Know, I will not say. No to that. I just see your hands also, going. I just see you guys meeting in the middle and just throwing yeah, your hands. Yeah, Do you yeah, not? Exactly. That is a you fight know? also that people yeah. uh, it's will exciting. love to exciting. see. They uh, they offer me also uh, a fight. No, they didn't offer me, but they mentioned uh, Josh Kelly. You know. Yeah, good fight. So, but he's at one fifty four now, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, so, he's uh, uh, light he's, middleweight. Uh, he's a good, very good fighter. I speak to him. I respect to him, but. I am not in this game to make friends, you know, mm. to tell you the truth. I'm here in this game to uh, be the best, make some money and feed my family yeah. and have a successful uh, life after after boxing. And if the money is right, yeah, and welcome. Good luck to you on that. That's yeah. the right attitude. You know, I'm going to say the truth because whoever say the opposite is lying. Yeah, at the end of the day, money is important because we feed our families with the family. Nothing is for free in those days. People like... <laughs> um, David Avenisian have had a chance across the pond. Um, when you look at the welterweight division, mm-hmm. 
How do you see someone like Terence Crawford? Is that a, a, a fight that you have an appetite? I know you're not in the top 15 at the moment. It kind of doesn't matter. As we were talking about in the break, it can be political. You could be you could be at number six if Eddie Hearn made the right moves, yeah. if they were trying to make a world title fight for you. How good is Terence Crawford? Obviously, you're a warrior and you believe in yourself. When you see someone like Terence Crawford, could you picture going in with him? Uh, I think Terence Crawford is the best. He's the best right now but I, I I will tell you the truth I think I have a problem with myself I don't think that nobody's better than me when I go That's in that problem though no no but I will say <laughs> how maybe many people think that uh, I think that uh, I don't care who is in front of him when I go in that ring I cannot make someone better mm. than me you know mm. I cannot mm. accept that you know I will give my heart and yeah that's why I have so many fights and I lost all my life. Like I have 110 kickboxing fight. I lost only three times. MMA 7-0 now in boxing. But all knockouts in in, yeah. in MMA. To tell us though, yeah. because people are listening and they'll they'll be fascinated mm -hmm. by you, your attitude. Yeah. Tell us about the little Florian growing up. Where did all this come from? Yeah. Uh, I started uh, football when I was seven. I broke my foot. And I was good in football. I broke yeah. my, 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 my foot and I stopped. And I was going outside of one boxing gym in Greece, in Thessaloniki. And uh, I was down in the like uh, old gyms. You, you was going underground. And I see, I love this kind of, uh, of gym. And I saw there, so they start boxing each other. And I had a friend. And you were seven? Uh, no, I, seven I was uh, in the football, 12 I was when I go to the... But, but you broke your foot so you couldn't carry yeah, on. I couldn't, you weren't yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I go to the boxing gym. You're 12. I like it. And I start punching my friend that we was there together watching. And yeah, from that day, I never stopped. You and fell in was... love with it. So addicted, how, yeah. how do you make the transition back to boxing then? Because obviously kickboxing, you were very successful as, yeah. a, as a kickboxer. And I, I was four times world champion in kickboxing. Yeah. But so no I, money in it, is there? That's, yeah. that's, that's no my point. Exactly so from a financial yeah. point of view, it's difficult. Yeah. You, you mentioned MMA, you, you flirted with it. Was MMA a career that you really wanted to go down or was it always going to come back to boxing? Yeah, I loved MMA. I was good. I had seven stoppages, all wins. But in a fight, you can everybody go in YouTube and click it with Stamatis Bitakos. I dislocated my finger in the first round. Mm. And uh, I had to, I was winning the fight. I dislocated. I fell down. I, I had him down. And I had to put my finger inside. You know, I was punching my finger. You can see that to on the video. To get it back. Yeah, to, to get it back. <laughs> oh, but my my finger was bad, dislocated. Was not going in his place. And I win the fight. I stop him. But after that, I had operation that I couldn't grab really how much I I uh. I wanted. And uh, I stopped. I say, what do you do? What do we do now? Kickboxing not uh, really popular. I did everything kickboxing, like one hundred and ten fights. I say, we go to boxing and. Here we are. Because <laughs> yeah, I remember you telling me a couple of years ago when we spoke that you were on your way to, to wanting to be in the UFC at one point. Yeah, you know? we had offers from Bellator also. Yeah. yeah, it was really good because in those days, it's very important, the fan base. I had fan base from yeah. back then. Yeah. You know, I had also a winning record and of course they wanted me, but I couldn't fight anymore in MMA of my finger. Mm. Um, I wanna, you, men you mentioned Josh Taylor. You mentioned Josh Kelly. Uh, uh, obviously, Gareth just was speaking to you there about the uh, the Connor Ben situation. I've got a, a text here from uh, he's a, I think he's a fan of yours, uh, wanting to know what is your response uh, to the possibility of an Adrian Broner oh, uh, fight. That's a good fight. Yeah, I forget about him. I will love to smash him his face because I first of all I don't think he's a really good uh, character. You know, I hate him how he react on social media i saw a video he was on the market and he will start screaming to the girls there and i'm not this kind in of the takeaway restaurant yes 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 i he don't was causing trouble actually. yes yeah, he was yeah. he's causing troubles yeah. i think he's uh he's not a real a real man and yeah but i don't think if they can do that fight but if they can do that fight i would love to smash him and i can do that for sure guaranteed um obviously we saw recently I think you were doing an interview on the, on a red carpet and there was a, a coming together between yourself and... Was it Chris Congo that, uh, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. uh, you had a little bit of a coming together mm -hmm. there? Yeah. Um, I've seen Michael Mickinson. called a scuffle. Mm -hmm. coming, I'll call it a coming together. A melee. A coming together, you know what I mean? These boys have a proper scuffle. You know what I mean? It's just a little bit of a... <laughs> I, I, can I ask, though, you push him off mm -hmm. and we only see that a bit. What happens after that? 
listen, me, <laughs> <laughs> me, when I do something, I don't do it for the sake of cameras. I don't care if it's cameras there or if it's not cameras. If I do something, I do it because I feel so, you understand? I don't do it to, for, to look in the people like, uh, he came to me and uh, I, was get, I was ready to punch him if he was coming. I pushed him, I said, don't come closer. And he never came, came oh, closer. Oh, he didn't come back. Okay. He never came closer to me, you know, and even his guy, they pull us uh, apart. Can we see that fight? Uh, let me tell you that. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I told him when we were speaking, I say to him, like, uh, if you want me to meet me, you can meet me also personal. Write me a message if you have something personal with me. I'm going to come and meet you. No worries. You know that. And I saw him after my fight in Manchester. Now that I was uh, in, uh, in there, you know, he come, he meet me, he congratulate me. And uh, he said to me... Uh, oh, this was a win against Dylan Moran. That yes, we were when at I recently. won. Yeah. And, uh, 50 seconds, wasn't it? 54, 54, 54 seconds. 54 seconds. And he said to me, because he told me about... We, we, we spoke a little bit about Twitter. He said, I won that fight. I say, listen, speak with your promoter. Tell him to give me some good money. If you lose, you're gonna give me also your money, and you are the next. I say, you know, you we're gonna fight next. I don't care about about him. He doesn't have a big fan base. He doesn't have. He doesn't bring many much money to the table. And the only way that the only thing that can make this fight happen is the money. And I told him that he saw me in Manchester. He came from behind. He gave me his hand. I gave him his my hand, and he said, "Congratulations, big fight." He say, uh, "You think we're gonna fight?" I say, "End from next month." Say to the promoter to give me the money and the money that you are going to take if you lose, and we're going to fight this. It's, fa it's you? fascinating, you know. I, I wonder, when you talk like this, I've got to ask you, because we discuss this a lot on Fight yeah. Night, Jake Paul, KSI, do you like what those guys do? Cause they, hold it, hold okay, it. I like okay, that. Okay, I like that. Because you're Stay very there. similar in lots of ways, because you don't lay off. Sorry, Adam. Let I that, know. Stay there, stay there, because we'll come back. Uh, this is Fight Night on TalkSport. I'm Adam Catrell, Gareth Davies. Uh, alongside me, Florian Marku uh, is with us. He wants to tangle with Josh Taylor. He wants it with Josh Kelly. He wants it with Conor Ben. He wants it with anybody, basically. Big fights, big dough. He wants it with Adrian Broner. See, we're calling them all out this evening uh, on TalkSport. Uh, Gareth, pick up what you were just talking yeah. about two moments ago, because this is a man, obviously, that has delved into the world of mixed martial arts as well as boxing, yeah. so the education factor could be quite nice for our audience to get a little bit of an insight. Absolutely, and and what what's, what I wanted to speak to with, with Florian was the fact that he knows how to promote a fight. He knows how to promote a rivalry. He's natural at it. Some people can't do it, but you know how to do it. When you see Jake Paul and KSI and Logan Paul and that whole group now really selling and promoting fights very well, what's your feeling about that? Do you admire them? Do, are you against them? Are you more of a fight purist? Uh, I think they do good for the boxing. Like, you know, like they bring more people to watch the boxing, you know, like people that they will never seen it. Only from YouTube, uh, mm. that jokes that they was doing before that, they come now and they watch the boxing. I don't think they harm boxing, but I don't think that they can really uh, compete with uh, top boxing fighters, you know, like uh, really proper. They can compete with guys that they was MMA fighters, but not good in boxing because I was an MMA fighter, but I was started from a kickboxer and always like my, my, my stand-up was my top game, you know. And I think uh, they choose carefully who they're going to... KSI and Tommy Fury? Wrestlers. KSI, yeah. KSI and Tommy Fury? Tommy KSI Fu shouldn't really do I don't, that. I, at KSI, I don't, I don't know uh, uh, if... Uh, but I think uh, Tommy Fury, he's uh, strong, very strong. He won by with, uh, Tommy with Jake Paul. With Jake Paul, yeah. Uh, I don't know what, what to say about, about them, you know. He's okay. They doing they doing good. They bring him some. So they don't harm boxing in your view. They 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 they're good for it in a way. Now in this area that we live, this is the life that we live. You know yeah. about internet, social media, and this is the life that we we should accept that. Do who, who doesn't accept that is losing. Do just explain to people because obviously lots of people at the moment are talking about Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, firstly, do you give Francis any opportunity to win that fight against Tyson? <clears throat> 
And also, can you explain the difference between boxing striking and MMA striking? Mm -hmm. uh, everything uh, is, of course, is a, a punch can change everything. But I don't think Ngannou can never punch clearly Tyson in the head. Mm -hmm. You know, different distance, different boxing, different IQ, different heart. Because Tyson Fury is not only that uh, he's a good boxer. He have everything. He is crazy also, you know, in mm. the ring. He gives his heart for the win and he doesn't give up at all. You can see he's in... Uh, Got a great uh, chin as well. Of course, yeah, because he believes in that. If you believe in that, yeah, you have also great chin. Everything so, that you believe in, you have. So let's say then you're in the... You're Mike Tyson. Because mm -hmm. Mike Tyson's training Nagano a little bit, yeah? <laughs> so if you're... He's training him. So yeah, know, if you're in the dressing room with yeah. Francis on the night of the fight with Tyson Fury and you're backing your MMA guy to win, what would you tell him to do? I'm going to say to him, stick to him all the time. Don't let him breathe. But that's a good thing to say to Nagano. But... Who gonna get first tired? Yeah. Fury doesn't get tired fast, you know. And mm. okay, you can say that to Ngano. He gonna go there for one minute, two minutes because Ngano is big guy, big muscle, big muscle. Take a lot of oxygen to. Mm. Of course. And he gonna. And in MMA, where, for people that don't understand it, he's he's used to holding his hands in a certain way to ready to defend a takedown. Exactly. Boxing, you hold here. Mm. If you do that for twelve minutes, that's going to gas at some point. Yeah. How if many? You're not five, used, how many? I think it's an eight. Is it eight rounds? Ten threes. Ten threes. Ten threes. Ten three minute rounds. No chance. He's, he's got th three rounds to go for it, in my view. Yeah. Will you ever go back into Emma? Is there an ambition for you? Or do you want to be a world champion in boxing? Yeah. First of all. Yeah, of course. Will you go back into MMA? Yeah, when, We've ju you've just been showing us highlights of yourself in the break. <laughs> yeah. Fighting in a cage, punching the ground to straighten that finger up yeah. uh, in your fight with the Greek uh, mm -hmm. opponent. Mm -hmm. Have you got ambitions to be a world champion in that as well? Uh, when I finish with boxing, maybe I go back to MMA, like I have one, two fights. But when I finish, when I'm done with that, then when I win the world title, and then maybe I go back for one, two big fights, big money. Uh, and yes, show to the people how good I was also in the MMA and in kicking with knees to the head, knocking can, people can, off. Can yeah. you delineate? Is the in obviously I, I always describe mixed martial arts as the decathlon of of fight sports. Mm -hmm. You need ten disciplines, mm -hmm. at least eight. Mm -hmm. How do you find it? Was it harder being an MMA fighter and training, or or being a boxer? I'm gonna say the truth. Uh, I've tried. Kickboxing, many years, MMA and boxing. Uh, MMA needs a lot of working ground in uh, boxing also, but the most hardest of all is boxing. Because in it's MMA, boxing, boxing. boxing yeah. is boxing. Because in MMA, when you start getting tired, you can hold, you can grab, you can push, you can kick. In boxing, what you gonna do? All yeah. the punches that are coming to you, you are get separated and start yeah, again. <laughs> and all the punches that are coming to you is in the head or in the mm, body, but mm. most of them, yeah, that is the different. When fascinating. Yeah. When can we uh, expect to see you in the ring again? One more before the end of the year, do you yes, think? Yes, one more before the end of the year. I think uh, maybe end of November or uh, till December we are out again for sure. Listen, a big fight. I we, hope a big fight. We need to get onto your boxer, guys. We need to get onto Ben Shalom and say, listen, man, let's get this. He's named he's named five opponents there. We need to get our hands in a back Come pocket. Come on, te tease us. Give us a little tease. About <laughs> he's told you who he wants. He's yeah, named all the yeah, names. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And are they, are they, who are they talking? Who is Ben Shalom? Because Ben, Ben, we always get the truth out of Ben, don't we? Mm -hmm. He hates it afterwards, but he always tells who are they, Who are they trying to find for you? Come on. You should ask him. You know. They they agree with those names. You said a big fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they told me about uh, Josh Taylor. They yeah. told me about Adrian Broner. Yeah. Let's see now who they want me to put me. But I want to be in a big fight. You know? London, Fair. London. L yeah, I would love to. Because you got London. loads of fans in a London. There's fans. about aren't there like two hundred thousand Albanians living in London or something? I don't know, but. They all come to watch him They fight. do. I, I always <laughs> love the big crowd with the flag way that you've always got that support. You've got a little army that follows yeah, you, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Listen, yeah. Florian, thank you very much for giving up a little Absolute bit of time to come pleasure. and join us uh, on the pleasure. show, man. Uh, yeah. We wish you all the best. Uh, and fingers crossed we'll get a date between yeah. now and the end of the year. And we'll, exactly. be, uh, we'll be ringside once again, buddy. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. On the 30th of September, Jai Opataya defends his cruiserweight crown against British fighter Jordan Thompson. Jai, a former 2012 Olympian at 16 years of age, that's absolutely ridiculous, is making his first professional outing on British soil having spent the majority of his career down under in his native Australia. I caught up with him a little earlier on this week to talk about the prospect of fighting here in the UK. I've been boxing my whole life. I had my first fight at eight years old. You know, I always knew my whole life was leading to world titles. A broken jaw wasn't going to stop me from getting that. You know what I mean? We, we, take, we make so many sacrifices, put in so much hard work. You know, quitting is not, not an option. We had to get the job done, and we did. Where, where does your own personal mental strength come from? I'm obviously I'm referring to the broken jaw as one part of that particular fight week. I think anybody that follows your career knows full well that you had a family bereavement as well leading into that, which is obviously very taxing mentally. Where does your mental strength come from in order to to remain on track when certain things like that, that I've just highlighted do happen to you in real life? Um, it just comes from the sacrifice, you know, the, I, I spend every day in the gym. I, I work hard for what I want. You know, I'm, I'm on a mission and I'm putting in the hard work to make that mission, you know, accomplish. Like uh, I'm, I miss Family events, birthdays, weddings, all of it. You know what I mean. And I'm and I'm training while my family are having fun. You know, I, I miss out on all the good memories. It's it's what I do. You know, it's 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 all I know is is boxing and fighting and training. My whole life is it has been this. You know, and um, I'm not I'm not making these sacrifices to, you know to have fun or, you know, when, when the time comes, when I have to bite, dig down deep, it is no question. Otherwise, you know, what are the sacrifices for? Well, at what age did you realise that this is what you wanted to do? Um, boxing to me is like a family business. You know, it's a fourth generation on my father's side and a third on my mum's. So mm. boxing's all I know. Uh, I've never had any other goal or... Never had any sort of, you know, a plan B. Boxing's been my life and it remains my life. You know what I mean? It's in in these fights, you know, winning world titles, now defending world titles, fighting in big stadiums. This was always going to happen for me. This was always my goal in life to do these things. Um, you know, I, I'm, I've been around the sport ever since I can remember. Does that then make conversations with family, friends, and all those things, does that make it slightly easier then? Because they understand, like you just said, three generations, one side of your family, four generations, the other side of your family. The people have been there, done it in the family, so they understand that the, the processes that you are going through. So when you are having to have those conversations, say, listen, man, 
I can't make your 21st birthday this weekend because I've got a fight that I'm training for and all these types of things. Does that make that process slightly easier? Um, you know, the birthdays and the parties, uh, they're, they're easy. But like, see, going into the world title, my nan passed away two weeks before. Yeah. And they had the, they had the funeral four days before my fight. You know what I mean? I couldn't be there for any of it. Couldn't say goodbye to her while she was in hospital. These are the sacrifices. You know what I mean? And she knows. She's looking down. You know, she's proud of me. So I'm here not to waste time. How how much on that particular night then against Bredis, given that that was your fight week, how much strength did you take from that walking into the ring? Um, yeah. A lot of strength, you know. What doesn't break you makes you. You know, you, you make it through these hard times. You put yourself under tremendous pressure and, you know, you, you come out the other side better and stronger. You know what I mean? I, I fly my grandparents' flag very high every time I step in the ring. You know, I'm honoured to... My my last name is a badge of honour to me. You know what I mean? It's, it's passed down and, you know, who am I to tarnish it? So... I'm just trying to do the right thing, become a better person, become the best fighter I can be. And, um, you know, and I'm excited to come over to England and show them, you know, and, and earn respect because that's where respect's earned in the ring. You know, all these interviews and press conferences, people are getting confused with showbiz and fighters. They're, they're, people are selling fights with their mouth, not their skills. And, and that's not how I was raised. That's not how I look at the sport. You know, we, we respect good fighters. And and when I come over to England, I earn respect. I think there's a lot of fight fans in, in the UK that would obviously be applauding what you're saying and looking forward to seeing you do your thing on, uh, on September the 30th. Obviously, we know that you've got huge ambitions of unifying this division and getting the fights that you want in order to seek that greatness. It's been difficult, man, over the over the last year. Obviously, off the back of the fight, you had the injury, so you were out for a period of time with, with, with the broken jaw. I know that you've had uh, a situation with your shoulder as well. And then you've had this period of time where everybody seems to be pulling out of fights from you. You know, what's going on, man? We've been trying to get fights and nobody nobody fancies the dance. It's been frustrating, you know. You, 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 you fight your whole life to win a world title and you think once you win it, you know, things are going to be a bit more smooth sailing with the fights and securing stuff like that but you know it's been the complete opposite but um like i said what well, doesn't break you makes you well, every every training camp we've had and even though they've pulled out we've still learned we've still grown you know we're, we're maturing in and outside of the ring I, you know i haven't had the platform to show the growth that i've that i've had from my last fight but I have been growing, you know. I feel like a way better version than I was going into the previous fight. And I still feel like I can even level up even more. Next weekend, there's a little bit of a fun fight, if we can call it that. Idris Virgo, a man that has probably become familiar to you from watching the likes of Love Island, is taking on Aaron Chalmers, a man that's probably become familiar to you from watching the likes of Geordie Shaw. Gareth caught up with Idris Virgo a little earlier on in the week. It's all about social media. We live in a world of social media. You've got to sell yourself and you can't sell yourself. That's, you're defeating the chance of being the greatest boxer in the whole wide world. You might be the talented boxer, but if you haven't got no social media backing, no one, no one doesn't know who you are and no one is going to support you. But you've got to put yourself out there and these influencers, that's what they do. It's like the full-time job. They love to entertain and boxing is an entertaining sport. Just like Muhammad Ali, he was like an entertainer. Everyone loves Muhammad Ali. He's a legend. you just got to do what you got to do. How is it sparring with KSI? Because he impresses me, the amount he's come on. And do you think he's he's got a decent chance against Tommy Fury? Because that's a very hard fight, in my view. I think he's got more than a decent chance against Tommy Fury. Like, I'm sparring a guy, and you might think I'm being a bit biased, but I'm not being biased at all. Like, from, from the first time I've sparred him until now, he's gradually improved, his speed, his power. The guy is literally a nightmare, and... I'm a 12 and 0 in a professional world. I'm a 12 and 0 boxer, and if he's putting me on my toes, what is he going to do with Tommy Fury on October the 14th? Like Tommy better be training hard for KSI because if you try to take KSI lightly, he's not going to end well for him. I'm telling you now, Tommy Fury, when he loses against KSI, he's going to retire. 
and he's going to turn himself into a YouTuber himself. He's not going to do boxing no more. He's going to be a YouTuber. Well, I think he'll stay in the in that YouTube frame and fight because there's there's the Jake Paul rematch. There's um, there's I don't know if there's Logan Paul as well. It might even be you. You might be calling out Tommy Fury. Um, I'll, I'll fight Tommy. He's a coward. He doesn't want to fight me. He's a coward. And um, I know Kazai's going to get get rid of him on October the fourteenth. But I wouldn't mind fighting Tommy Fury next. But oh, I believe he doesn't want it, and he's a coward. It has. has... Stylistically, though, talking genuinely about the fight between KSI and Tommy Fury, he's got to be ca careful about not overcommitting in that fight early on, in my view, because he could get mm. coming in. A KSI, because he's very aggressive very early on in the fight. Oh, yeah, 100%. He's, he's, he's aggressive, but they've got their game plan, and um, I'm sure Tommy is going to have a game plan as well. So um, it might be a, probably a different fight. You never know. I don't give too much away for this fight. I'm just going to be there inside. I can't wait to see it. So, finally, um, well, there's two things, really. Where do you take... You're in a very unusual route where, presumably, you can earn more money doing this than you can going what I would call the mainstream route at the moment because you're high profile. There's yeah. a big audience for it. Um, and, obviously, I'm, I'm sure pay and purses comes into it as well as yeah. exposure. Um What's your 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 roots? Are you gonna? Are you? Do you want still want to be a world champion? Do you want to stay in in the YouTuber misfits uh, highway, or are you gonna cross over and look to win titles as well? Honestly, I think I'll probably stay in the infamous side for quite a while, um, build my profile, um, and just get some of those misfits misfits bouts, and then eventually, if I do get a chance to go back to the pros, I will. I would only want to fight for titles. Hopefully, I'll get in the rankings on the pro rankings or whatever and fight for titles. And I wouldn't mind fighting Canelo for his title if he's still about. Oh, there you go. There's a big call. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Canelo would be a really, really good fight for myself. But then again, if Carl Frutch wants to come out of retirement and fight me on Misfits, this is an official call out to Carl Frutch as well because I love to fight him. I love to fight Carl Frutch and beat him. Would Terence Crawford beat Canelo in your view? Um... No, no, I don't think Terrence Crawford would actually. Too much of a weight difference. Too much of a weight difference. Weight to so for a reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it would happen. Idris Virgo catching up with uh, Gareth A. Davies a little early on this what week. What a name, Idris oh. Virgo from Love Island. He's not introduced like that though when he walks to the boxing Roman ring. Lovejoy from Love Island. I'd, I'd call myself Roman Lovejoy if I went on Love Island. What do you make of his? Um, obviously, <laughs> I'd you never were, go on it. Listen, you were, you were talking about marketing there, and I agree with a lot of yeah. um, guys that have obviously experienced social media booms that are now making way in in the world of boxing. I think a lot of great boxers can actually learn from them and grow in their own uh, social media audiences in order to leverage and make more money. Absolutely. Um, what do you make? of his tact of now concentrating on these types of fights where he's taking on guys from reality television, i.e. this weekend, uh, Aaron Chalmers. Yeah, I mean, makes absolute sense. The guy we had in earlier, 700,000 followers on Instagram, Florian Marku has now. And I think when someone knows they have an X factor, it gives them a brand quality to that they are their own brand. And I think... Since Idris went on Love Island, he's found that he's resonated more with people. You know, he's a handsome dude, very muscular, and he likes a bit of chat as well, like calling out Carl Froch. Hello, mm. you know. Um, sorry, no chance against Carl Froch still, in my view. Might, might dent the nose a little bit. Sorry about that, Carl. But um, no, he's doing the right thing. He's being paid to represent himself. And he's found himself in that milieu, a word you like, and, and he's going to stay in there. Because if he's going to get 15 grand for turning up on an undercard fight, a 12-0 and 0 or whatever he is, 14-0, and 0, and he's going to get 50 to 150 grand for being on a Misfits card, and as he said there, um, I love it. I can be fifth on the card and the whole arena's packed. Whereas I can walk out on a pro card, uh, on the Misfits card... And on a pro card, I can walk out and there's 100 people in there. Yeah. And they are, they're only coming in for the co-main and main event. So that's a situation where a bona fide boxer um, who took up the sport when he was 15 
is loving being in that group. And he's going to stay in that lane. As he says, Tommy Fury will probably never come back. To, he hates Tommy Fury, by the way. All he wants is a fight with Tommy Fury down the line. That's where the money is. It's where the money is. Turning our attention to MMA now. Now, of course, we always talk UFC, but there is other franchises out there doing extremely good stuff, especially for British and Irish fighters. In the PFL and this European bracket of fights, Simeon Powell is making some serious head road in the light heavyweight division. He was on the show on Saturday night. This year, it's really started to, uh, to, to develop massively, especially on the European scene because the PFL have brought in their European bracket. Uh, they've put on uh, shows already in uh, in Newcastle. We're seeing stuff in Germany, in France, and we're obviously concluding the season uh, with a, a show in Ireland. It's been extremely exciting for new, fresh, upcoming talent, which has kind of been headed by uh, our good friend Dan Hardy, uh, getting guys and girls that are really making names for themselves on regional scenes uh, to make some headway in the world of MMA, likes of Lewis McGrillan. Uh, from my neck of the woods, Dakota Chiva doing extremely well. And the guy that we've got on the show right now is also making some serious noise. His name is Simeon Powell. Simeon, welcome to the show, my man. How are you? How are you guys doing, man? I'm good. Listen, we're we're very well. And it's a, it's great to get you on the programme and obviously talk about, uh, one, the PFL, your rise in the PFL, and this tournament format and how it's, and how it's kind of setting up your career going forward of which we anticipate to be mega over the next 12 to 24 months. Talk to me about the decision, from your point of view, of getting involved with the PFL. What attracted you to it? And where you see this taking you in the next 12 to 24 months? Um, yeah, I feel like the, this PFL your opportunity was massive. And like for a fighter, there's nothing more assuring than, than knowing that you've got a schedule in the air, knowing that you've got fights and... PFL like provide that they provide that and yeah like, it's, it's a great place to be in and you're guaranteed fights you're you're active throughout the year yeah it's a great place to be if people don't know you Simi and obviously I know you well I've met you many times and I know you the history you're being called yeah. potentially Britain's new John Jones how does that <laughs> sit with you <laughs> Um, do you know what? Yeah, it's a, it's an honour to be like named amongst like one the greatest of all time in my opinion. But you know what I mean? It's like I'm trying to be me. Do you know what I mean? As 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 great as the comparison is, I'm trying to be me and set. Like I want people to remember me for me. If that makes sense. You 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 grew up in Harrow on the mean streets of Harrow, <laughs> um, and and but you've given up a job. At, you were you were heading towards being a mechanic, but you love fight sports. Yeah. You're in the final now of the of the Challenger series. It's the first step. You get a bit of financial reward, don't you, if you beat the Spaniard yeah. um, at the end of the month? It must be a great position to be in right now. No, it's exciting times when I can't wait to display what I've been working on and and do you know what I mean just take my career to the next level and and just yeah just continue to grow in the in the world of MMA. You were mixing it with Fury and Naganu at their press conference last week. I ran into you on the red carpet, so it's not like you're a, a shrinking violet. You're out there in the in the limelight. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm trying to get around, show my face. You know what I mean, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was a great event, and I'm like, what a poster! Did you like that poster? Was amazing. Oh, in the outer net with mm. the the um, the Nick Knight, the artist Nick Knight's portrayal yeah. of uh, Fury yeah. and Naganu in their red and black. Oh, it was quite amazing. Yeah, the public yeah. Were, were kind of coming to a standstill watching it. In that, it's a brilliant building. The outer net was good. Yeah, no, it's really it's really interesting. Uh, Simeon, is your plan then off the back of the European tournament, obviously to win that and uh, yeah. get yourself a few quid? That's that's a given. But then, is your plan to step into the international tournament uh, next season uh, over in the states? Oh, most definitely. I've got big plans in this sport and in PFL. I want it. Like I've been saying, I want to conquer Europe, conquer the world, and then see see what my my chances of going up to heavyweight after that. 
So, yeah. Already? I like that. Listen, he's still only a baby, but he's always talking about heavyweight. I kind of like this. He's vibe. a very big baby. I know he is. I know he is. I know he is. I know he's <laughs> he's got the thing. same dimensions as John Jones. He's got handsome dreads. He's a dude. You are a dude. Handsome was... dreads. I've never heard anybody refer to as handsome dreads. Well, they are. They're, I don't know. Well, they're, they're Tarzan-like. Or I don't know what they're like. But, 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 but you've got a presence. You're, you're a big guy. You could easily make heavyweight, couldn't you? But I, I, what I want to know is what, what got you into this? Why wasn't it rugby? Why wasn't it boxing? Why was it MMA? Uh, good question. Um, I think I've always had a, a passion for combat sports. Like I think it goes back to even... Like watching Rocky when I was younger, mm-hmm. um, and then I think when I stopped playing football, I just needed something positive to put my energy into. So I chose MMA, and that that was it. Like I just got good at it quite quickly, and yeah. How uh, much have you been inspired by what's currently going on? with British and Irish mixed martial arts. Obviously, over in the UFC, we've got Leon Edwards doing his thing and becoming a world champion. I mentioned yeah. Brendan's name, obviously, in the PFL last year, doing his thing in the featherweight division. How much inspiration are you taking from those Fabian guys doing next their thing? Weekend. Of course, Fabian challenging for Bellator glory yeah. next weekend, yeah? Like, it's, it's amazing. It's a, what a time to be part of British MMA. Like, we're really showing that we're, we're big contenders in the world. Do you know what I mean? Like... Like, we don't need to go across the pond and train elsewhere. We, we've got everything we need here and we, we can compete with anyone in the world. To finish the show, we're going to talk Conor Ben. You may have seen the rumours that there is potential for him to actually fight this weekend coming, the 23rd of September, in Florida. If that comes as news and a little bit of a shock to you, take a listen to this because me and Gareth discussed it on Saturday night. The Florida State Athletic Commission uh, have offered no objections should uh, Conor Ben fight next weekend. That's right, next weekend, uh, September the 23rd, uh, on a card run by Eddie Hearn and Matchroom in Florida, United States of America. Uh, Richardson Hitchens and Jose Zapeda mm-hmm. are the main event on that card. And there's been noise for a little bit of time. Uh, rumblings, obviously, with the um, with the provisional suspension being lifted uh, by UK anti-doping following the independent panel on Conor Ben, um, with him not having any current restrictions on him being able to fight, with him being licensed by a state athletic commission in America. We know that he doesn't have a British Boxing Border Control license, so therefore with them appealing the situation uh, with UK anti-doping, uh, there are restrictions uh, to be able to fight on British soil, but there aren't restrictions to fight elsewhere under the licence that he currently holds uh, in America. And we are t- we are led to believe um, that uh, Florida State Athletic Commission, where this fight is taking place, have said that we have no objections if you are to put Conor Ben on this card next weekend. What is your thoughts about Conor, the potential of Conor Ben fighting next weekend in a fight against, rumoured, and this is not confirmed by any stretch of the imagination, but rumoured against Rico Mueller, uh, a German fighter. Uh, many fight fans might remember him being in with Anthony Fowler, if I'm not mistaken, in mm. the past. Um, what do you make of it all? Well, the last we heard reported was that even though the Sporting Resolutions Tribunal had lifted the suspension um on Conor Ben, the Boxing Board of Control and UK Anti-Doping had appealed, their right to appeal, they had appealed the decision. And so that is under appeal because, as you've pointed out many times, they won their case with the Sporting Tribunal based on jurisdiction and not strict liability of these two samples of clomiphene that were found in voluntary tests in his body. The jurisdiction being... They weren't UCAD and Boxing Border Control tests going into the Eubank fight that never happened last October. So on a technicality, FAC, the Florida Athletic Commission, uh, uh, as they're known, FAC, I suppose can allow him a licence to box. Um, I, I read a story on the BBC Sport website earlier today that that was... Um, being looked into by Eddie Hearn and Matchroom. We'll know more next week. Um, I suppose we'll know by early in the week as well, probably Tuesday. Um, There's something not great about it. 
Hearn is talking, the promoter Hearn is talking about getting Connor Ben in with Chris Eubank Jr. by the end of the year. Abu Dhabi has been mentioned in that, by the way. So I think what they're doing is they're just bypassing having a British licence. He doesn't have one at the moment, but nor is he suspended. So in a way, and he hasn't fought for 17 months. It was last May that he fought. Um, so he's got to work. But I, I, oh, we've been around the houses with this story for a very long time, and we we haven't we've had a resolution of sorts, but we haven't had the whole desk hoovered underneath our feet because there's still I think there's probably still outstanding matters to to be sorted out to 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 verify it all. I mean, how do you feel about it? Um. There's an age-old saying, isn't there? Just because you can doesn't mean that you should. Um, and I'm obviously fully aware uh, that with the provisional suspension being lifted on Conor Ben, that kind of frees him up to be able to fight, given the fact that he does have uh, an athletic commission licence from a state in America. And I know that they have a card next week, and I know that he's chomping at the bit to fight, and he mm. wants to get out there and, and do his thing. But there is due process, and... There has to be, uh, for me, significant conclusion to the situation that he currently finds himself in with the British Boxing Board of Control and UK anti-doping. If they conclude their investigation, they say, listen, it's all done, dusted, signed, sealed, delivered. Whether we agree with it or not, then we can move forward. That is not the case right now. And because of technicalities, loopholes and... And, and the situation that we find ourselves in with this ridiculously long process that everybody's gone through. It's not good for Conor, it's not good for boxing, it's not good for anybody. And it's not good that we don't know what the appeal is, by the way, from UCAD and we're, we're assuming as well because no one's actually come out transparently said what they've that's actually fair. appealed. That, that's, that's fair. Um, again, I keep coming back to the fact, yes, you can do it and you're not doing anything mm. wrong by by the by the letter of the law but just because you can do it doesn't mean that you should do it from a, a moralistic point of view and uh, people will come at me and say well what's moral got to do with boxing because it's a, it's a moral estate at the end of the day Eddie Hearn and Matchroom Boxing are making a lot of noise about doing more testing in uh, in the sport for performance enhancing drugs and every single one of us commend that noise. Absolutely. We mm. want to be able to be in a situation where we do have 365 day a year testing and seven day a week testing, in and out of competition testing. Blood passports. All these things. Right. But my noise always is going to be, it's great testing and it's great catching. What are you going to do when you do catch them? There's got to be proper punishments and proper repercussions for people that do fail drug tests. I stand by strict liability always. The athlete is responsible for what they put into their system, whether they do it on purpose, they do it accidentally. Of course, there are levels of punishment. If you've done it on purpose, there's a higher level of punishment. If you've done it accidentally, there's a lower level of punishment. But the still a punishment because I'm operating strict liability right across the board and I just feel that because there's so much grey area still surrounding this scenario, mm. I think it would be incredibly wrong to put Conor Ben on a card next week and allow him to fight with this cloud still hanging over him. It sends the wrong message to fighters around the world and that in particular that are on a matchroom card or a match or a line to matchroom that it just sends them the wrong message with their policies on guys that fail drug tests in the sport. I think that we're trying to run before we walk with this situation. Just pump the brakes. There's no rush with it. Just let's conclude everything with this scenario, whether the fans, the media, whoever, agree with it or not, let's have a conclusive ending and then we can all move forward. Every single person here and in boxing, wants Conor Ben to be able to move yeah, forward. Exactly. Everybody wants that, yeah. but they want it done correctly and proper parameters uh, and precedent set so we go forward and we do not end up in the mess that we've been in over the last we, year. It's been dragged... We've, be, we've been dragged... We, the story, has been dragged through a hedge backwards and out again and backwards 
It's gone really round the houses. It's been far too circuitous, the whole thing. There's been a lack of transparency the whole time. And it does worry me, this quote. The Florida Athletic Commission is in communication with the Matchroom Promotions Team, British Boxing Border Control, and the Association of Boxing Commissions, which is the Association of Commissions in the United yeah. States, said FAC, uh, the Florida um, Athletic Commission, um, adding that it had, quote, no objection yeah. to Conor Ben participating in a match in Florida on the 23rd of September 23. If they decide they're going to go ahead, it also means the proverbial hits the fan between the commissions as well. There, there'll be internecine strife and struggles and arguments because there should be uh, a tripartite agreement with Middle East... Europe mm-hmm. and America on all of these things and, and wherever else there is as well. I mean, global, I mean, really, than tripartite, it should be global on this. Um, but it sounds like he wants to fight, he needs to work, he needs to get paid, so they're going to put him out there. But, but what's the right thing to do? No, the, morally, it's not right. Morally, the... Mor- it sends the wrong message right no, across the board, it doesn't does. it? I agree with you. M- morally, we, we should have had... Um, we're morally, but weirdly, even the the eggs scenario was explained, and they haven't accepted that, and they've gone for jurisdiction, not not the consumption of eggs. I've spoken personally when we were in Poland. I spoke to the doctor at Usyk Dubois. I spoke to the doctor that night before we went on air. Had a long conversation, twenty minutes over something to eat, where he said, "I can categorically say that the that the metabolites in Conor Ben's system were caused by the consummation of food and not clomiphene as a pill." Well, get it out there, do that hearing, and and see the mistake. But that's strict liability. I know, but it is. But accept the punishment, and then you're done. And it goes. So next May, he'll be fighting anyway with a two-year ban because if he clearly hasn't done it inadvertently and it's inadvertent, then, you know, he could get that minimum two-year ban. Or even they might look kindly on him after what he's been through and give him a lesser ban. Who knows? But, but it's there. It's there to do. That's what I don't understand. That was Fight Night, and you can come and join us this Saturday night as we are live from the OVO Arena to bring you Zheli Zhang versus Joe Joyce Part 2. Big ramifications in their heavyweight division, all live, exclusive and free on TalkSport. So make sure you come and join us for it. Subscribe to the podcast and I'll catch you next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 